Hi, I am Tingan, and this is the Parents in Tech Podcast. Welcome to Season 2, where we interview dads who are technology company leaders based in Southeast Asia. After hearing from moms in Season 1, now it's time to speak to dads who are raising kids while striving in their careers. Let's find out the stories, challenges, and advice they have for us. In this episode, we speak to Yao Hong, Head of Engineering and Data at January Capital. Previously, Yao Hong was one of the early employees at StashAway, where he built the company's flagship product since day zero. He managed product engineering, launching in five different regions over four years, and headed the business intelligence and data engineering efforts. Yao Hong is a father to a son, age two. Hey, Yao Hong, welcome to the Parents in Tech show. Thanks for joining us today. To begin with, could you tell us a bit more about your family? Hi, I have two-year-old son, and then me and my wife. So, three of us right now. Beautiful. And just before we recorded this, you were sharing about how you guys took a holiday to Melbourne. Tell me, was that your first trip since COVID, since you had your son? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a COVID baby, right? The furthest we went was probably Sentosa. <laughs> right, and then it's the first time we are flying, and right before they charge uh, air tickets for children, right before it, and then it was pretty challenging for first time travel, right, and yeah, quite a lot of logistics to plan for, a lot of things to pack, and a lot of unknowns, I would say. So I guess for you, Tingen, also be some advice. <laughs> this is- Absolutely. I'm actually going to Sydney this September with the very same mindset that you have in mind. Go before two years old because that's when we need to get a food ticket for them. Okay, so let's start step by step with the flight first. How was the flight with a two-year-old that, from what I hear, can't sit still, likes to run around? Unfortunately, when we were flying there, he had a bit of stomach issue. And then we already packed extra diapers, but we almost ran out. So there was like one diaper left. Very stressed. And then he kept having each like summer egg and then he run to the toilet. <laughs> I mean the flight was about seven hours. So the flight there wasn't very pleasant, I would say. But we had to plan some logistics, lah, you know, in terms of booking the flight. We didn't go alone. We had the in-laws and my mom traveling with us, right? So we brought the entire entourage just to help. So we had to strategically book the seats to make sure that we could all be seated together, right? And then if you book so if let's say you are booking for two of you and then if there's a you're booking the first row with the passenger. You can actually, okay, this is a secret trick. Like, we'll try to make sure that hopefully no one takes a seat beside you. Then you can actually use it for the child. Like. And we also brought a car seat, right? One of those like uh, regulatory approved car seats that you can put inside the plane. So it was okay. Before I, I left, I asked my colleagues and friends who had traveled before and they were saying, okay, just let them do whatever you don't let them do at home, right? Snacks, juice, TV. <laughs> Everything to keep them occupied, right? Exactly. And we had a lot of books and some of those activity books where you could actually interact with uh, toys also, right? Small toys here and there, which she kept dropping. And <laughs> Okay, so holiday without the little one and holiday with the little one. What were some of the big changes that you guys had to take into account when it came to holiday planning? I mean, I think he had more luggage than me, I would say. <laughs> I, I pack very light. Like usually when I travel even for a week, I... I have a response case. Uh, for him, we had a big one. Uh, that was, we even locked our sound machine for sleeping. Yeah. And we, we had a diaper. Oh, diapers, we didn't bring so many. Because kind of things you can buy. So like perishables or that you can buy, that's only the thing so many. Especially Australia is cheaper. Right? 
So no need to bring too many diapers. I said extra for your pain, right? In case. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm sure it was a little stressful when you were going through the supplies on the flight. Correct. Yeah. And then what else? We had extra clothes on the plane also in case of accidents, which did happen, right? Poop and puke and whatever. Oh yeah, extra clothing because of the cold weather and all that. Yeah. So... What advice, other than packing all of those things, would you give to parents who are thinking about traveling with their little one? Just do it. Uh, Just do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just do it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. Right? I mean, for us, we were not sure whether if you could take the food there also, like, nutrition-wise. But I think when on your holiday, just shut down. Right? Just don't think so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy the time that you have over there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure this break after two plus years of no travel definitely must have been a great relief. But let's maybe dial back a bit to when your son first born, right? And that was during COVID. Just was curious to find out when you first became a dad, what was something that was more challenging than you expected? I probably underestimated the amount of effort having someone young and new in your family would take. How you, know, you would think that the phrase sleeping like a baby where people usually say that, like, you think, oh, maybe it's true. Like, obviously, it's not true, <laughs> as we all know. And then planning, of course, the feeds and cleaning. And when COVID was a bit more difficult, things were locked down. We couldn't visit family. Right? Obviously, family couldn't come over. Right? Special arrangements had to be made. So trying to balance this geo issue, right? This, this larger micro issue with our own micro issue at home. Definitely challenging. I'm sure you also went through this. Yeah, yeah. So I guess of all the things that you have to do as a parent to a newborn, changing diapers, cooking, feeding, cleaning, which was the one that enjoyed the least? <laughs> I enjoyed the least. Uh, I guess sleeping, I mean, uh, waking up in the middle of the night. Uh. <laughs> but I mean, being Singaporean, we, we all went to the army, so it wasn't that bad because we, we, we did night duty and all. So it's okay but having to balance work right balance work uh, oh and also because it was covid so we couldn't do any really separation between home and work right so if you're working the day the baby is at home he's crying and asking for a lot of things right now now as a toddler it's even worse right so it's, it's yeah so you kind of have to learn how to balance that kind of situation <laughs> i see that you're still working at home right yes 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 so i'm curious during working hours how do you set those boundaries and also free from distractions right, from the little one nowadays we, we have control in the morning you throw to preschool uh, and then in the afternoon the uh, in-laws will help, help, help out yeah, so it's definitely easier but usually uh, i have meetings in the late evening when he's back right then then it's havoc uh, <laughs> trying to get stuff you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah but do you find that the environment that you're in is supportive people understand when like at the background there's people yelling uh, or making noise ha, ha, yeah. I think okay la. I think okay I think most people are used to it like, since everybody's stuck in the same situation mm-hmm. got it and really when you think about the ways to kind of create those boundaries a bit clearer what do you find has worked for you to make sure that, you know, when you're at work, you're at work or when you're with a your family, you're fully present with them? Having very hard stop on time, I would say. And that only works if you have a very supportive environment at work, right? Where you can say that, okay, sorry guys, got to go to take care of the family at 5.30, for example. Right? Usually people finish about 6, 6.30, right? you knock off a bit earlier. And then you come back on maybe a bit later at night or you start a bit earlier, right? So give and take. That kind of environment at work is definitely helpful, I would say. Hmm. And was that one of the criteria when you were looking for your current role or do you kind of like stumble onto it? Was it an intentional thing? I think at the current company, things just happen. A lot of people are parents also. 
So obviously we all have the same issues. Some of them have older kids, right? So even worse issues, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's being very understanding, flexible. That's the key. Yeah. Got it. And for yourself also, right? I guess if you are in a leadership role where you manage with the team members, how do you also encourage them to create these work-life boundaries, even if they are not parents, right? Do you encourage them to kind of also do the hard stop, like you mentioned? I mean, I set very clear rules, right? After a certain time, I will not check Slack and I don't have notifications on my phone. You can only reach me when it's a real emergency or on uh, you know WhatsApp or Telegram and just call me, right? which of, thankfully hasn't happened. Everybody also respectfully, and they know that they also have the expectation that I would not message them in the middle of night at 12, 8, 12 midnight in between like type of changes and message them forward. I mean, I don't do that. So it's a very good balance, I would say. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, and earlier you mentioned about preschool. Talk to me a bit more about that selection process, hunting for the preschool. Was that stressful? Was that challenging? Or was it relatively smooth for you guys? Are you okay for preschool now? Or have you... We're planning to send next year when, when my daughter turns three. Yeah, so pre-nursery. So we did look at a few. Obviously, distance is main criteria. We want it to be too far away and, and relative to the loss of social level to optimize the traveling time. Then we also looked at not really curriculum because at this age, it doesn't really matter. It's not about learning, it's about social interactions, I would say. And then playing and, and doing things more than at home. Right? Because when he's with the grandparents or with us, the, the average is so much older, you know, we don't really know how to properly educate in that sense, right? Yeah, I mean, you can read books, you can play some games you find online, but, but leave it to professionals. Right? They, they have activities that can encourage creativity or curiosity, right? So those are the things that matter to us a lot more. More than, okay, you know, by three years old, you must be able to know 200 words in English or something. Or Chinese, you must be able to switch as like, you know, we don't. Once it was more like, okay, where can he have more outdoor play, more uh, fun stuff, right? And social interaction, right? because as a Kohi baby, never really interact with other children that much, right? So we were a bit worried at the beginning whether it ties to other people who are not family. So that was interesting to see. Got it. Okay, so how did you end up picking the preschool? Because there's so many options out there at very different price points from something that costs hundreds of dollars up to like three, four thousand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so of course distance and I filter by distance, filter by cost, right? They want to overpay for it. And of course environment itself, right? Like whether when you when you Google online you can find sometimes, right? Whether they are like, oh, this is cool, it's very good for my school's my children's education, okay, maybe not. And of course there are a lot of those virtual tours you could do. Now they don't allow you to visit, right? So you do a lot of virtual tours, you talk to friends and family, especially friends with children who, who go to different places and you hear about yeah. Curriculum and all that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So I still didn't know that you can't go in to visit, right? I knew that that was the case last year because of COVID and everything, but even till now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think now still cannot. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, how did the first day happen? Because I know in the past, like, you know, the parents can follow along for the first day. There would be the separation anxiety, you know? Yeah. Um, talk me through that process. It was like, there was just an hour. I think I looked at it an hour. Wow. Just, okay. Yeah. An hour or two, depending on the child. Yeah, yeah. So I, I dropped, I was uh, in charge of dropping off the kid. I think it's more for also parent also must be like, you know, I think for, for me, it was easier, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, just put him there, so hang out with the, the teachers. They, they were playing around with some water play. I think bubbles yeah. came into play and I was, okay, bubbles, this is the best stuff for me to run. <laughs> okay, okay, bye bye. <laughs> okay, bye bye, sit down, hang off. Yeah. It sounded like that was pretty smooth. There was no like yelling, shouting. 
I mean, not so much drama, thankfully. But I can imagine for other children with a lot more separation anxiety, it could get worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 definitely. You got it off easy, <laughs> but I think that's definitely a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's also child dependent, right? It depends True. on your personality True. and all that. Got yeah. it, got it. So I guess on that topic, right, also on the idea of parenting, what is perhaps one area that you are curious about and you have been trying to find out a bit more, trying to do a bit more research and ask around? I think now as we enter the so-called terrific tools, <laughs> right? Terrific or terrible. I mean, it's interesting <laughs> times, right? Where personality is starting to show, right? Uh, independence is being struck. Now I'm a bit more curious on how do you actually discipline where you don't want to create too much drama. I mean, when, because I mean, for us, we, you know, there's no memory of that, that stage in our lives, right? So you can't remember whether your parents or your grandparents or anybody scolded you, right? Different people have different styles of parenting. And then now it's like, okay, at two years old, what can you do, right? Do you hit or do you not hit? How do you educate, right? I mean, now my son did latest as thing that he did was he destroyed my plants in the house. I only have one stock left. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried talking, I tried heating, I tried scolding. Right? It didn't work, right? So I'm like, how do you even manage this? Yeah. Yeah, the topic of discipline, I think especially, I've, I already start to find it that's a challenge because you can raise your voice, but I also feel like they don't really understand at this stage. Even sometimes when you smack on the butt, but also feel yeah. like it doesn't really work. So I'm work, curious, yeah. have you gotten any insight that the oh, I used to kind of experimenting and figuring it out? Yeah, I figured that when I react more, he finds it even more fun. Ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know, like during the plant pulling yep. day, like a couple of weeks ago, I said, no, uh-huh. and I ran after him. And the next thing he looks at you with a cheeky smile and then he said, ha ha, then you just, <laughs> you saw that. <laughs> then you go like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the solution is to give a non-response, right? So you don't stimulate him. Yeah, I try. Yeah, you try not to give a response, right? And now also at night, it's starting to get more difficult to bed, right? I'm not sure if you're starting to have that. I refuse to sleep, right? I want to run around yes. and very curious. I mean, it's a good thing that they're curious. Correct. But you want to also meet the bedtime, right? So how do you encourage him on time, right? Without playing too much. And then I tell you, there's so many tactics that he came out, he comes up with. Yeah, Sarasama. I mean, what the kid does, right? <laughs> Not, yeah, for example, oh, now he's in the train phase, right? So he okay. has uh, share some, please. all his train toys, so things that yeah. look like trains. Yeah. So before bed, he will say, okay, he'll run out, open the door himself, and then look around for his books, his mm-hmm. toys. Why is my alarm clock in the living room? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Probably yeah. uh, that he's uh, doing too. <laughs> it was not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not looking at the. No problem. <laughs> My living room, right? So he, he will like look for toys, and then after that, you do everything. Then he, after he drank his milk, then he wants more milk. You go get more milk. Then he's like, actually, I don't really want to drink. And then, or when you turn off the lights and he's, he's screaming, when when he's with mama, he wants papa. When he's papa, he wants mama. Right? And if both of them are in the room, then he wants grandmother. Right? So it's or grandfather. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, when we were traveling, it was also quite difficult to go to sleep because it's new environments, right? and of course, there was a lot of activity going on. It's like excitement going on. It was more difficult also, right? Uh, so you had a lot of things that you, you have to be firm about, right? What white choices, for example, like, right? The latest one that worked was either you go to sleep yourself in the bed or I go shower. So I leave the room and I shower or you stay in bed and sleep and I stay here with you, right? So more choices, right? <laughs> I mean, for them, it's a choice of independence that like you can choose. Right. Either way, it's a win-win situation. True, true, true. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So it's still yeah. not ordering or commanding yeah. them, but giving them the false sense of choice. But yeah, 
No, you give them the flexibility of choice, but you only have two options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. you want to brush teeth or you brush yourself? Like, like brush your you or you brush yourself, right? Oh. And you have come up with a lot of different tactics, right? He said cough and trying to get him take his medication, right? The best one that works now is like, Papa's going to drink the medicine if you want. <laughs> wow, he runs wow. so fast. <laughs> He's a competitive by nature, just like me, you know? So, if you make it like a bit of a competition that he can lose or whatever, and I guess, yeah, it kind of works. Uh, that's wonderful. I I love that, yeah. right? The idea that you're going to drink it. If not, yeah. uh, then you'll want some of it. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's so brilliant. I think it depends on your daughter also, lah, like, what kind of personality yeah. she is. If she's the passive type, I don't think this will work. Lah. <laughs> it's like, whatever, <laughs> lah, you know. <laughs> true, true, true. true. Yeah. So it sounds also, Yao Hong, that you and your wife try to create some form of schedule around for your son, right? How does that schedule look like? Do you try to adhere to a certain sleep time? Yeah. How closely is that adhered to? <laughs> oh, yeah, we are very uh, pedantic about that, lah. Right. So we started sleep training very early on. So I think since nine months or ten months, we almost have been sleeping through the night all the time. I mean, barring the nights where there are, there's like a bit of sickness or growth spurts and all that, right? or mental leaps. Most of the time, we sleep through. But occasionally, maybe we dream, we wake up, but we don't intervene. Right. So nowadays, sleep time is between yep. 7 yep. to 7.30, depending on how much that he has. Yeah. But everything is calculated. We have spreadsheet, we have uh, app and all that to help us my wife is objective oriented about it <laughs> that's right cool. yeah, yeah yeah so for now it's about seven plus it's about seven plus oh nice okay so yeah. good full 12 hours almost almost 12 hours right then now we drop down to one nap in the day which is something we are still struggling with because it's, you know, the weekday is with the in-laws and then sometimes struggle and take a very short nap and then on weekends when we are home, he wants to play. So the naps can be long, can be short. But if he's very tired, he's still very long, right? But end of the day, we try to aim for around 13 mm, to 14, okay, 15 hours. Okay. Each day. Yeah, yeah. Right. Total, total combined hours. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's yeah, critical yeah, for the, the brain development. Nice. Wow. Okay. I think you yeah. guys have the discipline that my wife and I don't have, right? Which is to, to track the institute. Yeah. This, one, this one really needs discipline. Yes. This one really needs discipline. Correct. Because sometimes it's like, inconvenient yeah. for you, right? And your wife. Yeah. So for us now, like, let's say we work around a schedule. Like if one of us has to go out and one person has to take the care. Like, and it's also very strict that if the time says 7.20, you're going to sleep. You've got to be in bed by 7.10, 7, 7.10, right? Or sometimes you may overshoot 10 minutes, still not so bad, but not like half an hour. Because half an hour, it just disrupts the entire routine. And then next day, you're tired. And the next day, it's cranky and all that. Got it. No, I'm curious, right? Because for you being a parent, and you and your mm. wife being a parent, it's tiring, it's challenging. At work or so, right? There are always good days and there are bad days. So how did you get yourself out of these work slumps or bad days and try not to bring it back to your family, your your son? That's why the hard stop is very important. Right? Mm. Literally mm. just dump everything. We tell ourselves it's yeah. 200% focus on the family. Phones usually away, right? right? Try not to have phones with you. Actually, I don't really have any work yep. on my mobile. So you don't get and emails are silent also. Ah, okay, that's good. Coming. Of course, or you know, messages. You may miss things at work, but usually, if you think about it in the greater scheme of things, it's not that important. Correct, it's, correct. It's, it's, you can always deal with it the next day, right? It's, yeah, you can deal with it the next day. Like the house is not burning down. Or anything. But of course, I'm lucky in the sense. I mean, we are lucky in the <laughs> sense that we are not in a situation where there's a very high stress at work, high demand also. Right? I mean, if I was. In the earlier days of the startup, then I would say that 
know, the possible to do that. Or you really have to have a lot of discipline where, I mean, if I had to put myself back in the days when we were in Series A or whatsoever, where we really had to deliver, then maybe hard stop at 6, 5.30, but 9.30, you're back at work, finish at 1 or 2 a.m. Because you really do have to hustle when you're doing an early startup. But, but I think in my phase of life now, honestly, don't think I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there are different seasons, right? And different times you've got to adjust and different priorities. So Correct, correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So now, family is number one, right? Yes, yes, yes. And I think that awareness and knowing when to shift, it's often the hard part, right? Because sometimes you just get so used to doing things a certain way that changing actually can become difficult. I guess at the end of the day, you can ask yourself what really matters, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And imagine, oh, we do a inversion model, right? On your deathbed, mm. if you look back <laughs> on yourself at this stage in life, right, what will you regret the most? Right? True. If you didn't do True. Yeah. True. Yeah. You're not going to regret that you didn't answer the Slack message at 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess also on that note, right? Thinking about what do you want to be said at the end of your life, right? Interesting thought exercise. If let's say you were going to write a book for your children that's going to consolidate everything that you know, everything that you want them to learn, what's going to be in that book? I actually kind of have a bit of that book already. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tell us I mean, it's it. one of those side projects that you don't know whether you finish one day, right? You just write thoughts or things that happen down and lessons, right? It all started even before he was born. Right? So there was one that was titled a letter for my unborn son, you know, the kind of stuff. Because I do a bit of journaling once in a while. So I guess the lessons that you want to bring back is that what is important in life, right? And what you want to not regret is one thing. And not so much about what you want to achieve also, right? Because sometimes things are a bit out of your control and, and things within your control, you do want to make sure that you are not Wasting your opportunities in life, I would say. Right? Thinking about ways is very important. Right? Quite interesting. I mean, a different way of thinking about it. Right? Because we're very used to thinking about, okay, what I want to achieve in life. Right? I want to get next round of funding. I want to get an exit. I want to do this. I want to invest in this. I need a lot of money. But end of the day, everything is equilibrium. Right? When you put in something, something has to leave. And what do you sacrifice? Right? I think for me, most likely, it's my time for my exercise, which is not a good excuse, but... <laughs> yeah, time for myself, maybe. Yep. Right? Time for us as a couple. Mm. That's why we sacrifice all the time. But we still try to make things work, right? Like, we yep. find time together. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So everything is a balance. It is, it is. And I guess in also in the journaling process, I'm sure that's a healthy bit of reflection mm. that's involved. If I had to ask you what's perhaps one thing you would do differently looking back at the past two years, what's that one thing? I think I need to be more disciplined in finding time for exercise. Mm, okay, okay. So now yeah. I'm still struggling with that. Like, when's a good time? So if I really want to, I would definitely have to wake up very early. That's the only time slot I think is possible. But frankly speaking, how many people can wake up <laughs> at 5am to exercise? Yeah, right. Yeah. True. So, so that's one thing that... that uh, Got it. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could do better. Definitely. I think, I mean, that's a challenge, right? Because also a lot of your schedule, you lose a lot of autonomy, especially when your kid is young. Hopefully as time goes by, it starts to get better. I remember I just also couldn't break myself to exercise for the first three to six months when the newborn is just like, you're just struggling yeah. to even stay awake yeah. and survive the work day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, day, I don't know. I, I, when I look back, 
Mm. Think about our time, right? We that's the only thing. That's the only resource that you cannot gain more. Correct. Correct. Like money, sure. Right. Time is yeah. just yeah. slipping yeah. by every so day. True. Right? So true. Every second. So I guess perhaps just summarizing our entire conversation for today, right? If there's one key lesson that you have learned as a parent in tech, what would that be? Do we have to use the tech portion, or just just as a parent? Right? No, you don't have to. It's just oh, part right, of my right, brain. Right. <laughs> as a parent, I would say, right? yeah, I would say we got to learn how to let go, to not have uh, control over something. I mean, being individuals that crave control in our lives, I mean, for me at least, and my wife, right, we, we crave a lot of control, and things must happen in a certain way. Having a child reminds you that, yeah, sometimes just let things slide now. Just let things happen. Correct, yeah. correct. Not not to take things too seriously, right? I yeah. think. I mean, of course, yeah. there is danger. Yeah, you have to accept it. Just enjoy the process. Right? It can be tough. It can be very tiring. It can be very stressful. But at the end of the day, right, think about greater, the greater good you, you have. Or, I mean, yeah, some, I think proper people say it's like happiness. Right? I don't really think of it as happiness. It's just a way of being, I would say. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. I think there's no better way to say that. Yeah. Right? Take things easier and let's stop being so hard on ourselves as parents. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Don't need to, don't need to be yourself if you're not doing the same schedule, right? So, <laughs> I mean, it works for you. Yep. Kind of, right? And yeah. Yep. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Cool. Well, if some of our listeners would love to connect with Yao Hong, how can they best do so? Just uh, link, uh, me on LinkedIn, I would say. Yeah. Then, okay. Yeah, we can. Sure, we'll do. We'll drop your LinkedIn profile in the notes. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me today, Yahoo. Really appreciate it. Yeah, take care. Thanks for listening to the Parents in Tech podcast with me, your host, Tsingen. We hope you were inspired on how to raise kids and build companies. To catch up on earlier episodes or stay updated with upcoming ones, head over to www. .parents.fm to join our community of parents in tech. There, you can also drop me a question, idea, feedback, or suggestion. Once again, the website is www.parents.fm. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.